everybody. Hey, everybody. What's up? Welcome to Can We Talk Sports? I am Karen, and I am a previous, past, and present sports mom because I love sports. I love our kids playing sports, and I am an entrepreneur as well. I own a tax business called Core Fast Tax. I do filming. I do a little bit of everything. That's what mommy do. We multitask. Welcome to Shelly. Exactly. And I'm Carmen, a.k.a. Mama D. And um, yeah, I do a whole bunch of stuff. Um, I have taught in the past. Um, I sell Medicare right now. It's a really crazy time for us right now. Sell a Medicare. I'm a volleyball official, blackjack dealer. Um, Yeah, a whole bunch of stuff. But most importantly, I'm a sports mom. Now, all of my kids are out of sports now. They're grown and doing their own thing. But it's uh, it's in the blood. I will always be a sports mom. Right now, I'm following my nephew, my nieces, uh, following their sports. And I just love sports. So go Cowboys. <laughs> Big mama going to get you. <laughs> Cowboys, <laughs> pull it out. <laughs> yes, we are proud of them. And you know what? That's what we need. Uh, as far as you saying you're a sports mom to your nieces and nephews, we need that community. Uh-huh. It takes a village. I'm sure our, our, the kids love to have that support. And so that I think that's wonderful that you are supporting your niece and nephew. I support my community. Yes. I, yes. I call them my babies because I think uh, our volleyball just took a bus. They're going off to playoff. And I was like, this is our yes. This is our babies from our community. I support them all. These are our kids. And this absolutely. is what they're doing. And we're proud of them. And so we give them a clap. Yes, so. absolutely. You're right, Karen. We got to support them all. You know, when I was athletic assistant, I would go to all the games. It didn't matter. Baseball, whatever sport. And the parents would be from the other town would be sitting in the in the stands looking at all these Caucasian kids like, uh, which one is yours? <laughs> and I'd be like, they're all mine. They're all yours. They're all, they all belong to me. So yes, yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Hey, you I guys, understand. if you're looking at this video on YouTube, we ask you to like and share the video. Mm-hmm. Uh, hit the notification so you'll know when we're on. If you're on Facebook, like and share. If you know a sports mom, a sports parent, a sports uncle, a sports auntie, tell them about this show. We are a sports mom and we are bringing you great information, information that your kids need to know, whether it's about injuries, doctors, sports, all different kinds of sports. We just learned about hockey and we're going to go to a hockey game. So like and share this video. But you guys, we had a guest that was going to be coming on and she is still going to come on. Her name is Lupe Rose. She is the CEO of Women Tackle Football, but due to her schedule, she's going to have to reschedule. So, you know what, Sports Mom, we know how to just improvise and bring somebody else to the show. So we're excited to bring our producer, the producer of the show. So everything that you've been seeing so far, it is from her, and she has all kind of business as well. But we're excited to bring her to the show tonight, we want to welcome our producer, Ms. JQ.
event. Number one, I wanted the sports community to come all together to connect and network with one another. One misconception about training high school athletes. Um, I think next question. Uh, as I, you know, I give my props to the OG. Learned a lot of them as well. I think the biggest misconception is a lot of kids think they are going to be stars. a bad hair day so i decided to throw in a little hat to make it you know <laughs> jazz it up a little bit well you look beautiful thank you so thank much you. for coming on yes. the show we're excited to have you on the show instead of being behind the show you are right here with us we're in the camera <laughs> yes i'm finding myself back in front of the camera you know that's how i started uh which was doing interviews with top high school basketball and football athletes so I miss it a little bit, but I, I, I enjoy being behind the scene, uh, being that person to, you know, watch everything, observe and analyze and strategize on what I want to do with the client and the athlete. So, but it feels good to be in front of the camera. I will say that. I will say that. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So tell us a little bit more about yourself and exactly what you do, and then we'll get into the producing side of Can We Talk Sports. Yeah, so a lot of people don't know this, and, and I guess because I, you know, I look feminine, you know, when I dress up. But trust and believe me, I'm a tomboy deep down inside. So I actually used to play college basketball. Um, I played at three different schools, actually. I know you're probably wondering, JQ, why did you go to three different schools? Well, the first school I went to, Maryland Eastern Shore. Um, it didn't work out at that at, at that you know at that program. So I left after my first year, and um, it was it was definitely an experience because you know I'm a person where I want to do things by the book. So I went online, looked up on how to transfer, who to talk to, and I went to the athletic director first as it was you know, instructed to do on the NCAA website if you wanted to request a transfer. And mm -hmm. I thought that conversation was going to remain confidential, but he did go back and tell the coach uh, for the, te for the um, team that I played for, and they decided to allow me to transfer. Well, at that time, you know, if you wanted to transfer from a D1 to a D1 school, you had to sit out a year. And I didn't want to do that. So I went yes. to JUCO in um, Lufkin, Texas, did one year there. So I had to leave after, you know, my sophomore year, ended back at in North Carolina at St. Andrews, a division two school. And what's crazy is I actually had two D1 offers coming out of JUCO. I could either go to North Texas or Louisville. Decided not to do that because, well, number one, I failed a course and you ha I had to go to summer school and I never done su summer school ever. And I'm like, I'm not going to summer school. I just go to division two. Um, definitely mm -hmm. regret doing that. But um, <laughs> uh, ended up at the division two school in Lauren North Carolina. And at that time, that's when the love of the game started fading away from me. And the reason mm -hmm. why is because we had a losing record. Um, I didn't have teammates that really wanted to win and that wasn't really um, focused. 
So, of course, the love of the game started fading away from me. So I didn't know if I wanted to go overseas. And honestly, I just didn't know what I wanted to do after I graduate. So decided to go straight into grad school, um, attended Liberty University, and got my uh, human services master's degree, and then came back to North Carolina. When I came back to North Carolina, that's when my journey started because I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I knew that I wanted to be around athletes. I wanted to be in sports. I just didn't know what that looked like. So what I did was I bought a cheap camera and I started interviewing, you know, the top high school basketball and football athletes. And the cool thing about that was I was able to travel. So I went to like states like Indianapolis, um, Chicago, Texas, and at this, you know, at these events, these are like Nike, Under Armour, the McDonald's yeah. All-American. So I was getting approved to be at these events to interview athletes. So I did that for a couple of years, but then realized that it was getting boring. I was interviewing the same kids, you know, but the good thing about that was I was building rapport with these kids and their families. So seeing mm -hmm. a lot of things that were going on behind the scenes, I said to myself, okay, now, you know, I'm looking for something different. Let's transition from being in front of the camera to now I'm behind the camera, mm. which brings me to where I am today. So right now with my company, I help high school athletes, college athletes, and some professional athletes with their branding and their marketing. But spe specifically for high school students with the, you know, new name, image, and likeness rule, I help them mm -hmm. with their branding so they can get recruited and get more exposure. And then with the recruiting process, I help families, you know, because a lot of people don't know what the process entails. Right. They don't know who to contact. They don't know what the recruiting calendar is. So that's where I come in and I, you know, step in and help them with those type of things. And then outside of that, hey, me girl hockey. Um, she's, she's, oh my gosh. You are a faithful fan. We appreciate yeah. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so outside of that, helping athletes and sport brands, I also do event management um, for, you know, different sporting events, which is what you just saw. So the clip that was just played before I came on was an event that I put on in 2019 here in Atlanta, Georgia. And basically that event was to bring everyone together in the sports community to network because you moms know, you know, when you go to a sports game, you guys are really not conversing with the other parents. You guys yes. are tuned into what your child is doing on the court or the field. So yes. you're not really, you know, trying to talk to the other parents and, you know, things of that nature. That what that's what this event was about. You know, there was no competition. Um, this was solely for everyone to come together to network, to ask different people in, you know, in different fields, um, different questions they may have, you know, about the recruiting process. Like I had a top trainer here in Atlanta, Georgia, um, even in a high school football athlete. A lot of people was very surprised that I had a young athlete on the panel because most panels you see nowadays are adults. So just mm -hmm. getting them that exposure and that platform um to get themselves out there was was fantastic so yeah so that's basically what i do help athletes with their branding and marketing helping you know small sport uh sport brands build their brand as well so they can you know get to where they want to get to 
Awesome, awesome. I want to go back. Okay. Go back to you talking about transferring. I know a lot of um, parents and kids have had to deal with that. So what was it about the school or things that you, that an athlete should look at a school and, and in order to decide, okay, I need to get out of here. I need to transfer. What was, what are some things that you could share about like the education wasn't on point. What are some things Mm -hmm. that happened that, that helped you make that decision about transferring? Well, what I would say is first and foremost, a lot of parents and these kids need to do their research on these programs. Um, Small things like how far is it away from home? I know for me, I was okay being away from home. You know, I didn't, I didn't care if I couldn't jump in my car and take a two hour drive back to see my parents. But you have some kids that get homesick. So just, you know, doing your research, finding, finding out how far is it away from your home and family and friends, what's in that community. I know a lot of kids that get lost and get thrown off track when they go to a big city that they're not used to and they get caught up in a lot of um, distractions. So you just really have to think about those things before you even make a decision. And, you know, what do you want to major in? There are schools out here that are known for specific, uh, you know, uh, programs. So, you know, thinking ahead, thinking about the plan B, what do I, what do I want to do after I graduate? Do I want to go into nursing? Do I want to go into sports science? So finding those schools would definitely, you know, finding those schools and researching on what they can offer it really helps out a lot. But I know for me, when I got there, it just wasn't a good fit for me. I didn't think that I fit in with the kid, the girls on the team. You know, like I said, you know, when, you know, when kids get away from home, they get thrown off track. You know, they're yeah. now focused on partying and, you know, just doing things they know that they wouldn't be able to do if they were still living at home with mommy and daddy. You know, mm-hmm. so, and you know, I was that type of player where I was focused, like I wanted to yeah. win. Like I was all about basketball and making sure that our team won every game as much as we could. But that's when I knew that it was just time for me to leave because I didn't want to be around and nothing against the girls. I, I, I love all the girls that are on the team, but I just know for me, it was something more that I wanted. And, and that's just like anything in life. You know, when you're, when you have your mind set on something, if your circle or your surroundings doesn't, doesn't align with that, it's best for you to separate. So that's what brought me to my decision to transfer um, out of the, you know, from the school in Maryland. I like how you said about researching. And so I can tell you, share one of the things that would deal with my son that I didn't realize um, when he left Shaw University, he transferred to another Shaw Bears. You didn't tell me your son went to Shaw. Yes, we That's in North Carolina. Yes, okay. he was Shaw Bear for two years. Okay, and then he uh, transferred to another school. He transferred to a private school in Connecticut, um, Seton Hill. There's two of them, but he went there, and that was a private school. So when he went, he didn't. That school gave him an iPad and an Apple computer. Oh, wow. Right? Uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so when he le- went, he didn't pass a class, which means he had to go to summer school. 
Well, him going to summer, because he was on scholarship, him going to summer school meant that I had to pay for summer school. And that yeah. class was $1,500. I did not know that. Couldn't afford that. So <laughs> that's why I like how you said how we as parents, we need to research and research yeah. the, the school that is going, they're going to and be able to ask those questions. Hey, what if my child have to remake a class? Who's financially responsible for that? And then my son came home and he brought the laptop and the computer with him. <laughs> and so he got a bill still today. He got to pay for it. Oh about $5,000 that he owed him. And I'm just like, where is it at? So we can send it back. We need to send it back. <laughs> but, but that's what but our kids it, do. You know what, Karen? It's funny that you say that because another element to that of doing your research and being proactive is parents educating themselves on the different you know, loans and financial aid that's being offered. A lot of these students ask yes. me, they don't know where to get the funds from if they're not getting a full ride or a full, you know, scholarship. So now these parents are having to take out, you know, money for loans. I mean, taking out loans or coming out of pocket when they're, when there's free money out here. So I yeah. just think too, parents need to do their due diligence, but Again, a lot of you know kids and parents are not thinking about that. They're thinking just, oh, we're gonna send them off to this school. They're gonna get an uh -huh. education, and then you know from there. No, it's so much mm -hmm. more that goes into it, and we just have to do our research. There's there's no excuse nowadays. Yeah. Anything you need to find is online. We just have mm -hmm. to you know make time to, to to find that information that we're looking for, and know what information to look for. Mm -hmm. know what information. Mm -hmm. So JQ, I was really interested uh, when you talked about um, summer school and um, were you guys there like during the summer? You didn't have like, you didn't have to be there during the summer. You guys didn't have like summer workouts and uh, at, where, at where? At Angelina or? Yes, your first school, you said. So the first school, I didn't have to attend summer school. I, I mm. did not. We did have mm -hmm. to go up to the school before everyone else, of course, for yeah. season workouts. And I think my freshman year, I was on campus maybe about two or three weeks prior to, you know, school starting. So that yeah. gave me time to get acclimated and, you know, finding my way around campus and my class and so forth. But when I mentioned summer school coming out of JUCO, if I had went to summer school, I would have been able to play at a division one school my one. last two years. But right. I said, I've never done summer school. And, you know, I was naive thinking, oh, only dumb kids go to summer school. Like I've never had to do summer school. So I mm -hmm. said, what the heck with that and sadly to say and i'm not ashamed to say this and admit this to anybody the reason why i fell uh, a class is because i had my mind on this boy you know i was i was in love and I was, yes back to what i just said i wasn't focused you know Lost i was focused on the wrong things and it threw me off track um mm -hmm. so yeah i i didn't go to summer school <laughs> uh, we need to talk about that in love Right. Oh my God. Probably all our kids. I'm tell you how in love my son was. His girl high school girlfriend went to college with him. I'm like, who does that? Wow. She went to out there with him. And then 
they were trying to get married before they even went. I was like, no, you ain't doing that. They was like, uh, you get more financial aid. Mm. I was like, mm. no, no, no. So this in love thing, let's go back to this in love thing. How did that in love last? How long did it last, Karen? Uh, a year and a half. And then I got a call from the coach saying that Khalil and his girlfriend had got into it. And luckily he did not hit her. And her dad had to drive out there and, and get, get her. her. Mm -hmm. So JQ, tell us about yours. Is yours so, still Yeah. You know, Karen, it's funny that you say that because the young man that I was dating my freshman year, a couple of months later, after I've been on campus, we got engaged. He wow. called my dad. Look at Mama D. Like, what? <laughs> he called my dad and asked my dad, could he have his blessing? And my dad flat out said, no. No. Oh, I'm 17 years old. Oh, no. 17 years old. He's a freshman. He, you know, he's from Maryland. He didn't play any sports or anything. And when it was time for me to transfer to the school in Texas, you know, I had to go on different visits. And my mm -hmm. parents told me, you're not wearing that ring on your visits. Oh, because he had your ring? He gave me a ring and everything. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. And my parents said, when you go to these different schools to have these, you know, uh, recruiting visits, you're not going to wear that ring. Because, of course, the coach is going to ask. And you know, are you coaches, married? Right? Yeah, are you giving? And, and some coaches, honestly, at the age of 17, they're looking at me, oh, she's not focused, and that may be a turnoff for them. I didn't yes. understand that back then, but now mm -hmm. I do. Um, but of course, that only lasts for maybe about six months. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, uh -huh. yeah, yeah. Oh, so, uh, oh, trust me, I, I, mm -mm. I was, I don't know what was wrong with me. I was young. You were 17. That's what was wrong with you. 17 years that's, old. Uh -huh. And what's crazy is that's another topic that I like to talk to young men about. Because with my company, I have all athletes, black, white, boys, girls. But my, I have narrowed my niche because I have, was, I have a passion working with young black men. And one of the things that I like to talk to them about is, look, especially if you're a top elite athlete, leave those girls alone. They're going to come because uh -huh. you don't get caught up. And I'm not saying that every female has an intention of trapping them. I'm not saying that. But in most cases, they're on the sideline and they're plotting. And it's sad to, sad to say this, but you have a lot of older men that are coaches and parents that actually praise these young men of talking and dating these Instagram models, these influencers. And it's like, come on, you should know better. If you really want to see this young man, you know, uh -huh. reach his greatest potential and stay focused, uh -huh. why are you praising that type of behavior? Wow. Yeah. Mm. I didn't know that. That's mm -hmm. that's interesting. That's that interesting. Yes. Yeah. Show one day we are going to talk about groupies and those yeah. who mm -hmm. have assignments to go after our boys, yep. and get them trapped and stuff like that. So we are going to talk about that. Mm -hmm. But I just want you guys to get a taste of who JQ is and what she's 
what she has done and what she is doing, but she is also a producer and she is the producer of Can We Talk Sports. She has been bringing some amazing guests. Thanks yes. Some amazing guests to our show. And so JQ, just tell me about, you know, a little bit about when I first approached you and, and what you thought about, okay, these sports moms, they got a show. What is this all about? Well, I think I told you this, Karen, um, during, during my trip in Texas, I was nervous. I was nervous because I didn't know the scope of work of being a producer was all about because I'm coming from a background of working with athletes and sport brands, but not a, a sports talk show. So I was a little nervous, but after meeting you and speaking to you, I said, you know what? This is something that I want to be a part of. And, and Karen, Karen can tell you this too, Mama D. I told Karen, I said, look, I don't like to waste my time and I don't like to waste other people's time. Right. If you're serious. I'm serious. Let's do the darn thing. And mm -hmm. I think the, <laughs> the concept that you guys have, and first and foremost, I just want to thank you and all the other sports moms because you guys have been dedicated every single yes. Tuesday. And I know you guys have, you know, other things going on in your lives, but you guys have really made a commitment because anytime you're coming on the show, I look at it as if you're not doing this for you. You're doing this for the moms out there or for the apps yes. or the trainers, whoever needs this sort of content. And that's why I have so much passion, you know, being a part of Can We Talk Sports because it's needed. And as I explained to Karen, you know, during my visit to Texas, this is something that is very important for parents and anybody in the sports community to be tuned into because we're yes. not bringing in sports moms. Last week, we had a doctor that studies the brain injury, like brain research. It's a lot of stuff that, Yeah, it was a mm -hmm. there were a lot of things that he that he shared with us that I didn't know about. Right. And sometimes, exactly. Sometimes parents and even kids need to hear those type of things because there are myths out there about concussions. You know, we don't know. We just hear, you know, what Johnny said, you know, at a game about, oh, he'll be okay. He, it wasn't a head on head on the head collision. And it doesn't have to be, mm -hmm. to be, you know, a concussion as we have learned. But just having different types of people on the show bringing different expertise and hearing their stories. Um, it's just amazing. And I do believe, and I'm not just saying this because I'm the producer of the show, because I told Karen this before we even agreed to, to work together. If I have a passion for something, you guys are going to see it. I'm not much of a talker. I'm an executor. And the uh -huh. thing that we have done so far is going to be, is going to bring so many great opportunities for you ladies. And I just love working with you all and just a great concept that I think is very, very vital in the sports community. And I would hope that anyone that's watching is sharing this content, you know, liking our page, liking our Facebook, because there's so much information, especially from you guys. You guys are speaking from firsthand experience. You guys are moms. You had athletes or you do have athletes. And there's mm -hmm. no better advice coming from someone that has, has actually lived through it. You know what I'm saying? So yes. I'm, just, I'm just honored and just blessed to be a part of this because it's, I'm surprised this has, you know, some, you know, something like this hasn't been done before. 
Like I, I think, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's so it's so important that you know sports moms and parents get involved and listen to the different types of information that is out there. And then just hearing yes. it from you ladies, it brings so much more. It, it brings it it brings it more to home. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank I you. I wish, I wish like when when my children were younger, like high school, getting ready to go into, I'm sorry, junior high, getting ready to go into college. I wish I had this kind of um, forum that I could have used because we had no clue like what to do for recruiting. And I mean, I had good athletes, but how do you prepare them? Like yeah. my oldest daughter, Mahogany, who we started late. It was her sophomore year before we put her in club volleyball. And she still excelled and went D1 and went to college, um, went to college D1 and also went and played prof professional volleyball in um, Germany. But had we started earlier when she was in eighth, seventh grade, sixth grade, you just imagine, you know, how much further she could have been. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when these moms, moms, let me tell you something, you got to start really preparing them and start getting their minds ready. Like for us in our household, it wasn't, are you going to college? It was, what college are you going to? <laughs> you know, it was not an option. So start preparing these kids in their mind. Just start getting them ready. Get, I mean, we would take our kids to college, you know, games and stuff so they could be comfortable in a college environment. So, you know, start these kids young. Once you start them young and you start preparing them and getting them ready. And moms, the earlier, the better. Yep. The earlier, the better. Mm -hmm. Hey, ball, ball mom. mom, Canada. Yeah. Yay. Yes. She's going to be on the show one day. She's coming on the yes. show. Yeah. She, she's on, I want to say, towards the end of this month, I think. We have so many people that's been sending Karen and our emails about being on the show. It, it's just a blessing. So, it, it yes. I can't remember yes. when she's on the show, but she's coming on the show. <laughs> yes, she is. And I can't wait because I wanted to have some talk with some other moms and us just chat it up and just talk about our experience and just pour into these other moms about what we learned. I, I just I just love that. I don't know where how I got that passion from. I think it was from just serving the boys, serving um, the football team and then just seeing how. I had to go and research stuff because nobody came back to tell us about what we needed to do. Because I, 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 I went to college, but it wasn't something I pushed on college for my household. But once I learned that you could get a scholarship for college, because I'm like, okay, money is tight. I've got two kids in a car seat and stuff like that. And so mm -hmm. once I did, I had to research on what to do, how to do a highlight tape. You know, I even went one time, I the coach had sent me the highlight tape and I had looked at it and I thought that he needed to show every time he was in a game, a play. And I had sent it to the head coach and I was like, it's not like everybody else highlight tape. He said, don't talk to me about nobody else highlight, let's meet. <laughs> and he said, okay, a highlight is a highlight. Highlight. Not every play. 
is a highlight. And I didn't even know that. He was like, not every play. He didn't do good on this one. So that wouldn't go on there. You were highlighting what he did good. And I didn't even know that. I didn't even know that. It's just amazing. Uh, that head coach, he met with me to educate me on that. That That's what it was. But I'm just saying how we don't know and nobody comes back and tell us of that information so I can be prepared or even decide if I want to go that route. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. so that's why I just love the passion that God's given us. You know what, Karen and Mommy D, you guys have said something that I reflect back on a lot. My parents knew nothing about going to college and getting a free education. We moved from LA to North Carolina. And mind you, I have two younger sisters that also play college basketball. And we, when we moved to North Carolina, that's when they found out that I could go to school for free. And they didn't know who to talk to. They didn't know what resources were out there. I remember to this day how my mom would be so frustrated sitting at the computer on this NCAA website because it just seemed so overwhelming. Of It was so much information and she didn't know which route to take. And of course you would think uh -huh. that the high school coaches or the club coaches will be able to guide you but some of them didn't even know themselves. Right. And that goes back to right. what you said that, you know, we should be able to come back and educate the parents that are behind us so we can tell them, hey, this is what we did for our son or daughter. Maybe mm -hmm. you can go this route. If not, here's another option for you. But I feel mm -hmm. like sometimes we like to withhold that information. Yes. And I don't, I, I don't understand why. And yeah. I know this is off topic, but I I truly feel that's why the black community, we won't ever meet where we meet our greatest potential because we're so afraid of somebody else getting to the bag before we mm. do. Yeah. Where we're supposed what to do they call that? What do they call that? The crab mentality? Crab, crab yes. mentality. Like pulling each other down, down. instead of lifting yeah. each other up? Exactly. And, uh, and other ethnicities, they help each other. You know, let's talk about the Hispanic family. You know, people mm -hmm. like to joke, oh, you got five, six different families living in a the household. They supporting each other, though. Exactly. And, and they're getting how, ahead. Exactly. And that's how the black community used to be back in the day. Mm -hmm. But now everyone is off in themselves and just being yeah. about me, 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 me. Yeah. Yeah. You got it, five it, or yeah. six families in a house, but before you know it, they buying a bigger house. Exactly. Right. Or each one they pulling together. They're they buying a together. bigger house and then buying a bigger house and then one family branches off and then yeah. be because they supported each other. Yeah. yeah. They sew into each other too. They mm -hmm. love mm -hmm. them. So yes. but we're gonna get it together. That's why yes. we have support. That's why we're able to talk these things out, you you guys. So don't forget to like and share this video. And I'm just so happy to have our uh, producer on the show. And so we, since our guest was unable to come, we just still had to come and just chat with you guys and let you guys know what's going on with Can We Talk Sports, where our heart is coming from, why this show, it is what it is. And so we just ask you continue to share, like, comment, tell somebody about us, you know, help support this movement. I think it is a movement. What y'all think? 
It definitely is. It's a movement. We moving. <laughs> we keeping it moving. All right, you guys. So we're not going to hold you guys this whole hour. We're going to cut it short. And so I thank you guys. You guys have anything else to say? Oh, I wanted to show you guys that um that um who sent a picture in. Let me show y'all. Ooh. That is me, girl. Hockey. She's mean girl hockey. <laughs> she hey, shut up, mean girl hockey. Yes, yeah, mean girl like, hockey looks pretty tall too. How tall are you, mean girl hockey? Needs to get close to the Lord. Yes, right, yes. mean girl. Absolutely, mean girl hockey. How tall are you? She looked like she yeah. has some height to her. Yes. Yeah. And I know long legs at a few inches, but mm -hmm. oh, yeah. Tall. Yeah. And mm -hmm. then she's what 55? Yeah. I know. Amazing. And playing hockey. Amazing. Yeah, she has long legs. Yeah, she got some yes. height on her. Yes. Five okay. foot ten. Yeah, I knew she had to have some five ten. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let me. So you guys have any, um, before we leave, um, do you have anything else you want to say before we um, jet out? I think I JQ should give us some parting words. Who, me? Oh, that's yes. what, I, what I was going to say is, you know, social media has become vital in how we all engage and connect and learn from one another. So with the Can We Talk Sports, for everyone that's watching this video, uh, whether you're live or will be replaying it at a later time, a simple share, you know, sending it to a friend or an athlete or a trainer can really grow what we have. Um, it may seem very small and insignificant, but those small things make a big difference. So like I said, if you follow us on Facebook, if you see a video, if you see a, any piece of content that we share that you think would touch you or someone else, share that information because you never know that mom, that athlete, that trainer, that doctor um, may want to, you know, may need that information. Um, so, yeah, we just got to learn how to engage and communicate and support, support, you know, positive things. So, yeah. I love it. I love it. And that is what we're going out on. So yes. we will see you guys later. Bye, guys. Bye, you guys. Bye. Let's go.